Hello, hello, lovely people. So today I want to talk about PTO, that's paid time off. It's probably one of the top questions um, that we've been coaching on this summer or that we will continue to coach on throughout the end of the year as holiday season comes upon us and we're all experiencing um, the pull in different directions and really starting to see that difference between effective and successful paid time off and um, ineffective and unsuccessful paid time off. Now, if you are listening as an entrepreneur, which I know, you know, several of you are, if not half of you, if not maybe more than half of you, then I also want you to apply what I'm going to teach in this episode as you being the boss and the employee, because that's how you need to think about it sometimes. And if you are here as an employee or as someone who, um, hires other people, then I also want you to think about it exactly as you are. Um, but I just wanted to be clear that this is going to be for all of those different people. So wherever you are in that category. Also, I know some of you have full-time jobs and businesses or whatever the combination is, this is for you. Um, I think sometimes when we are entrepreneurs, we think, oh, this isn't relevant for me anymore. Now I'm my own boss. I can take now I'm my own boss. <laughs> um, I can take time whenever I want. And what I've seen happen, and in fact, I did a poll on my Instagram stories around paid time off and invited people to ask me questions or tell me what they wanted covered on this podcast. And one of the themes that came up from a few people was really um, actually how they personally struggle to take paid time off in their day job and then how they fantasize about working for themselves and having unlimited paid time off. And then on the flip side, people telling me they work for themselves and they take less time off than when they were employed by someone else. So it's really interesting that we get to see the behind the scenes of like the grass is greener syndrome in terms of it must be easier when you work for someone else, you get allocated your PTO and you just take it versus the actually it must be easier when you work for yourself because I'm dealing with um, a manager or a team or cultural, you know, a work culture that doesn't actually encourage us to take time off or looks down on us when we do or you know feel like they have the control over my timeline and what I'm able to do instead of being fully free to do what I want when I want so wherever you are on that spectrum welcome <laughs> uh, we're gonna cover some some powerful things today regarding PTO that the mission of which is to set you up for success for an amazing PTO um, and whether you are employed or self-employed and I really do encourage you to actually share this episode with someone that you love because this is so messed up out there it's so fragmented it's so um disoriented and one of the things I want to speak about here today we're going to speak about culture versus policies now if you are part of an organization, you will have policies around PTO. And that could be, I've spoken to some people that have unlimited PTO. It's like, oh my God, how amazing would that be? And yet statistics show that people with unlimited PTO typically end up taking less time off than people with certain limits, um, which is so interesting because what that tells us is it's not about the policy, it's about the culture. Right? And that's what I want to talk about today. And so for those of you that work for yourselves in answering to yourselves, I want you to think about this. What would be, in fact, everyone answer this. What would you like your PTO policy to be? That's when most of our brains go first. And we think like, oh, I would like to have 20 days. I would like to have 30 days. I would like to have 40 days. I would like to have unlimited days. 
And we really start there um, instead of thinking about the culture. But even I used to work for a French bank and I remember going to see some colleagues in Paris and they had, I think think because she'd been there a while, it was like 42 um, days. And I was like, wow, that must be amazing. And she literally said to me, it's not because I have to do the same amount of work. And what I end up doing is working longer hours when I'm here because I'm planning and, you know, I'm I'm taking all my PTO and, and I'm not, making any decisions around strategically what I'm going to do differently, um, what's not going to get done, how I'm going to prioritize. I just literally have the same mindset, the like nine to five mindset, let's say the mindset we're taught around work. And then I'm just reducing my hours, which actually creates or reducing my days and then just increasing, keeping the same hours. I see this with a lot of my friends who have um, gone down to like a four day work week, maybe um, either through becoming a parent or, or, or through the company becoming a four-day work week. And the problem is the culture hasn't changed, just the days have. And if that happens, you end up with people still working maybe the same number of hours, maybe even more, maybe thinking about work more because you've gone for the policy first. And for my entrepreneurs out there that are like, well, I could like, you know, my policy, I don't know, maybe I don't need any time off full days. Maybe I just want to work um, three hours a day, every day, whatever it is, I really want you to think about what you would want to give your best mate, what you would want to give your sibling, what you would want to give someone that you care about. And just even notice if that's different to what you want to give yourself. Because oftentimes we, our brains can sneaky leaky lie on us. I don't know that was sneaky leaky, but our brains can lie to us a little bit and be like, oh yeah, I'd be fine working every day or just having, you know, five five days or whatever it might be, just having one one vacation a year for five days. And if you would not give that to your best friend, if you would not give that to your sibling that, that you care about, then what it's telling us is it's not about you being happy to do it, it's about you not um, really caring for yourself in the same way. So that's a good uh, red flag moment or something to definitely get coached on if there is a difference there. The other thing that I would say is, Culture matters first. This is like, and culture is really just like, what are the values that you have? What's the norms that you want to create in the environment? Because I've spoken about this before on the podcast. I worked for a company, I think I had 27, 28 days, um, which sounds amazing to some of you. And yet the culture in the office was that if you left the the desk before 6 p.m. on a Friday, you were clapped out. So what the culture that's created in that environment is clearly one that's not conducive to taking all your time off. It's clearly one that's not conducive to balance. It's clearly not conducive to, you know, employee first thinking or individual first thinking. And so everyone listening, I want you to set aside. It's kind of like when you're looking at a job and you see the data numbers and you're like, oh, I'll make the decision on where I want to work based off of the number of vacation days, well, that sounds great. But if the culture is one that doesn't allow you or encourage you or even, you know, berates you for taking those days, it doesn't matter what the policy is. You are going to be made to feel uncomfortable. You're going to be made to feel wrong and guilty and shame. And that's more important. The culture of where you work is far more important than the policies. Now you could say, well, the policies stem from the culture. Hopefully, yes. But oftentimes we're just inheriting um, policies and even thinking about managers in our B2B arm of our business, we found that really working with new managers and new employees um, 
really the, at, the, at the top down level, creating an intentional culture is so important because you could have an organization that says, you know, 25 days and we want you to take them all and they could value it. But if your direct manager still thinks time is money, and still thinks that you should be available all the time, then what you end up in an organization with is different teams literally sitting next to each other with different cultures. It's very confusing um, and for sure it's very disengaging. So even again, I feel like I'm jumping from the individual to the team, but I just want you to pause for a minute. Having heard what I've said, we've put policies down for a minute and we're gonna speak about culture. What are the cultural values that you want to create that you want to have where you work, when you work, right? I brought Jenny, my former boss on the podcast recently. Um, and we spoke about when I was working for her, some of her values, some of her boundaries and how she communicated them. But I want you to get really clear and think about these for you. What are they? Away from, I mean, away from just, I'm gonna work less. What is it specifically? What's your why for working less? For me, I can tell you part of my culture and my why for working less is I do think work is a part of life and work is not all of life. And I also think when we approach work as it's a part of life and not all of life, we actually work better. I also think generally less is more, less is more in terms of doing less, in terms of less time. And obviously I think of um, there's a, a movie, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, that I shared with my clients recently. It's so funny. He's teaching him how to surf and he's like, do less, do less. And then in the end, he lies there and does nothing. And he's like, wow, you've got to do more than that. So there is strategically less and it's not zero. Um, most of us, though, are overworking and overdoing and over busy. I think we can all agree with that. So those are some of my values that drive my decisions behind working less, my decisions behind how I work, how I want my team to work. Um, we recently had someone on the team that's going to go travel um, for personal reasons. It's not like a vacation per se. And she said, yes, I can be available for work. And we said, well, we like we don't think you need to be um and she ended up agreeing like yes actually she doesn't want to be and it's actually way more streamlined for us to know clearly that we are you know what's happening in the business what our work will look like that week so really get super clear put the policies down that's where everyone wants to jump to like i'll take 10 10 days 10 days off i'll be off over christmas i'll be off over thanksgiving like i get it that's where our brain likes to go because it's known. But if your driver behind those decisions is not checked with, you will end up making what I've seen a thousand times, which are unsustainable decisions or decisions you don't follow through on, which then end up building a reputation or like an internal dialogue, more importantly, an internal reputation that, you know, you can't follow through or you don't follow through on things that you set to do. We want you making decisions based off of the culture that you want to intentionally create. And that allows you to follow through, to learn, to improve, to adapt, and to build sustainable practices for yourself, for your teams, for your organization. Now, if you've listened to this and you're like, yes, I get it, policies versus culture, but you've never actually gone about to create um, an intentional time culture that is something that we literally partner with organizations to do and can do with you you can just email um actually just hit me up on on linkedin it's the time hackers page or you can hit me up at vicky Yaffe on linkedin or obviously on instagram 
Um, you can go to timehackers.xyz. That's our new Instagram page. You can DM us there. And the reason why I didn't just give other websites is because right now you are, I'm recording this when we are in the middle of moving from Vicky Louise to timehackers.xyz. And you can see here that I've not paused. I've not said, I'm not going to do anything. I'm going to wait for the website to be up. I'm going to wait for everything to be perfect. I've said, because my culture, like what our value is to get things out there and not wait for perfection. It's how we move faster. It's how we implement faster. It's how we are growing faster. We are already working with business clients without having a business website um, because of this. So on a flip note, obviously that's all around time hacking and time hackers. And if you are listening to this as an entrepreneur or individual or solopreneur who knows that you wait for perfect to get things done, then maybe you want to dive in to our time hackers program. So we'll be sure to leave that in the show notes too. Um, so yeah, that's it from me. Just really differentiating the decisions behind the policies versus the reason why, the culture, the values, where are they? And getting super clear on those first. All right, today's episode, I do feel like was a little bit different, but I really encourage you to answer those questions. What's the culture you want to create? What are the values that you want to be an example of? That's the great question. What do you want to be an example of? for your team, for your friends, for your community, and for yourself. What would you like to change? Now, some of you are employed and will be thinking, this isn't easy for me. Do the exercise anyway. You'll be surprised at what you can create just by being in it. Then you know clearer what you are looking for. And you might decide to communicate different things to your manager about what you want. Like, remember, everyone's on the same side. The same side, everyone's on the team team everyone wants results they don't care about hours even if you think they do or they think they do what they really want is results um so how can you setting an intentional culture and then making decisions on policies through that culture best support yourself your team those around you and as I said we're happy to support those of you that want more information I'm also going to be building out an ebook on this exact topic of how to build um a culture and so get on my email list and you'll be the first to hear about it all right that's it from me bye hey if you want to get five hours a week back minimum for life then I want to invite you to join Time Hackers. It's this podcast on speed where you'll get access to time hacking tools not shared on the podcast. You'll get access to my proven process for hacking your time to get five hours back every week at least. It's also my favorite place to hang out and will be yours too as you connect with other time hackers where you'll get celebrated, supported, and coached, of course. You are a time hacker. This is where you belong. Head to vickilouise.com forward slash group. I can't wait to see you there.